Hello and welcome to a new episode of No Guilty Pleasures, a pop culture podcast. I'm your host, little-known cartoonist Ken Holtzhauser. I came to an epiphany years ago that there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. I know there are movies, television programs, and music that are seen as guilty pleasures, junk food for the mind, but there's enough negativity in the world without feeling embarrassed at your own entertainment. It was made to be enjoyed, so enjoy it. I've been using the podcast over the last few weeks to do a little time traveling, back to the funky 70s or the swinging 60s, but we're going to make time travel the subject of today's episode. I'm going to talk about a favorite series of mine, Voyagers. I've been there too. But whenever you feel this way, you got to think of all the interesting people in front of you. We really need your help. Heck, we're Voyagers, kid. We got responsibilities. Besides, don't you want to see what all this has done? Yeah. Imagine having time in the palm of your hand to be able to team up with the greatest heroes and make love to the prettiest heroines. Anybody knows women? Fog. So jump in on the action, adventure, and it's fun. It's all a day's work. Have the time of your life with Voyagers, Sunday at 7, 6 Central and Mountain on NBC. Travel through time to help history along. Give it a push where it's needed. Moses! What? Hey, be careful with him, will ya? He's Moses. <laughs> Agnes. Spence. Wilbur Norville, right? Who was that guy? He's Red. Richtofen. Richtofen. Oh, Cicero. Spartacus. Harriet Tubman. Sam Clemens. Something special? Only my favorite writer in the whole world. My name is Davis. This is Remington. Who's the guy with the kite? Ben Franklin. William Bonney. It's Billy the Kid. Fine. Oh, Mr. Roosevelt. Be these accusations true or by a Folger? I'm as innocent as an unborn child. I am Harry Houdini. And I don't believe any of this. That was Francis Scott Key. Oh. The Honorable Justice Samuel Sewell hath declared the good and right reverend's noise in Paris. John Crusey. Kid, this is Thomas Edison. He probably invented the thing. Not quite, Crusey. The man without the mustache is Grosvenor Lowry, one of the biggest backers of the Edison Light Company. Who's the other guy? The biggest backer. J.P. Morgan. Right. Cleopatra? Yes? You're forgiven, Mr. Uh, Luciano. Well, that was Newton. Sir Isaac Newton. Well, good morning, Mr. Ruth. Uh-oh. It's the wrong It's Mark Antony. That's Abraham Lincoln. Voyagers began in 1982 on the NBC television network. It ran at 6 p.m. on Sunday nights, which is not a particularly good time slot for a television series. It was sort of counter-programming because 60 Minutes was the big juggernaut on CBS. So they're assuming that since the adults are watching the news, maybe the youngsters could watch Voyagers. Voyagers is a time travel series starring John Eric Hexum and Mino Pellucci as a pair of time travelers who are meeting historical figures. The series is built on the premise that somehow 
time has gone wrong in some way that nobody ever fully explains, and that the Voyagers, a group of time travelers, are given history books and sent through the echoes of time to find all of these historical figures and get time back on the right track. There's a lot that you could do with that premise. Honestly, if that was a 2019 show, we would be discussing exactly why time is off track in the first place. But never mind. In the series, John Eric Hexum plays Phineas Bogg, sort of a a pirate-themed voyager, if you will, and he lands in the bedroom of newly orphaned Jeffrey Jones, played by Mino Pellucci. Jones has lost his parents in a car accident. His father was, I guess, a history professor, so that gives him a lot of innate knowledge of history, which is good, because Jones's dog steals Boggs' history book, and the tussle knocks young Jeffrey out the window, and Bog chases after him. The two travel through time and strike up an alliance where Jeffrey knows everything about history, and Bog knows... Well, Bog knows ladies, and that's pretty much the heart and soul of the show. John Eric Hexum was a a fairly handsome bloke. He was doing a lot of modeling. He he followed this up with a series where he was a spy-slash-male model, uh, a series I think called Cover Up. So he's well cast for this. He's he's a charming, funny actor, and this is a good, broad role for him to be funny and to kiss a lot of guest star ladies. Mino Pellucci was in a lot of TV series at the time. You might know him. Um, his sister was the actress Soleil Moonfry, who had starred in Punky Brewster. Mino had the previous year starred in a show that I watched called Best of the West, And here he is traveling through time as a a little 10-year-old know-it-all in Voyagers. The show itself is a lot of frothy fun. Essentially, the show at its core is two separate stories kind of sandwiched together in an hour-long show. They would meet two separate historical figures. The show would usually begin with one figure, put our team into danger, and then they would have to leave abruptly to go to the second storyline get that all taken care of and then go back to the first storyline to finish it up at the best voyagers was uh working when the two storylines were interconnected the first episode i saw is the second episode which is about slavery essentially and it starts with a storyline about spartacus and cicero and goes to a story about samuel clemens and harriet tubman and then back to Spartacus, and the whole thing is summed up with a nice discussion of slave revolts throughout history, and it's it's a very interesting show. The show uh, features a lot of historical figures. It's uh, very much what a few years later Young Indiana Jones would be notorious for, which is that they meet a lot of historical people, except Voyagers are doing it on purpose. The show... Uh, as I said, it's a charming, fun little show, and uh, one of the things I really enjoyed about the program was that at the end of the episode, uh, Mino Pellucci would tell you to go to the library to study more about the historical figure that they'd mentioned this week. If you want to learn more about the Wright brothers, for instance, he would tell you to go to your local library and read all about it in books. I found that to be... Um, well, it, it was a tonic to me. I was young. Uh, 1982, I would have been um, 
Oh dear. I'd have, I'd have been at some preteen age and I, I ate Voyagers up. It was a, it was a great show. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a sucker for time travel shows anyway. And this one was a particularly good one. The show traveled through time with the use of a device called the Omni. What year? 1982. And I'd like to know where we are right now. Son, I'm not a man known for being patient. This year, Omni's only got circuits to 1970. Only way I can get you to 82 is if the lousy thing... Bat's breath. It's losing it again in the automatic mode. Bat's breath? I'm a voyager. You ever hear of one? Of course not. No one has. We're the people that are plucked out of time and, and trained to travel through the ages to help history along. You know, give it a shove where it's needed. Oh, my Sam. Nice to know you, kid. Sorry for any inconvenience, but I work alone. Oh, no, you don't. You got me in this, you're getting me out. I got school tomorrow. Can't take you back. I don't even know where I am. France, 1918. Revolutionary War. First World War. What? The Omni was sort of a pocket watch type device. It had a globe and sort of uh, rings around it that designated a year, and more importantly to the series, a blinking red light or a blinking green light. Red light obviously meaning that history has gone wrong, green light meaning everything is okay. I, as I said, I'm a sucker for time travel shows, so for me, this was great. Watching uh, two people plunge through the uh, wastes of history, uh, having semi-educational battles was fantastic. As the series went on, they started to develop more of a mythology around the idea of Voyagers. There was even an episode where they are taken and put on trial by a Voyagers council to determine whether or not uh, young Jeffrey should be traveling through time with Bog. As was indicated in uh, the previous clip, Bog's Omni is not able to travel into the 80s, so a mistake brought him to Jeffrey and he's unable to bring him back home. But the two form a nice sort of father-son bond as the show goes on. You can also see um, a few cracks starting to develop as the show continues. I can see that it really wasn't destined for a long life. For example, I was saying that the show was working best when it was two separate storylines that were interconnected. It, It offered variety and fun, but I think it probably hurt the budget a little bit too. So towards the end of the series, uh, they started to do more episodes that were a single storyline, uh, a single area. I'm sure that's budgetary in a smart way, but, um, it takes away a lot of the travel and the romance of the show, especially if the episode in question is a little bit of a dud. I am, I'm thinking of one episode in particular, which is an entire hour devoted to Alexander Graham Bell and, um, some girlfriend problems he's having, which, uh, sorry, everybody, it's not exactly the first world war or saving Abraham Lincoln. The show, of course, as I'd mentioned before, was scheduled opposite 60 Minutes, so it was destined to die an early death, and it did. But it did surface in the uh, the mid-80s in syndication, which is where I discovered it again. And I think it's one of those properties that has a lot of juice in it. There's 
a lot to be done with the premise. I like the kid friendliness of it. I like the the travel, uh, the the romance, not the kissy kissy romance, but the romance of traveling through time and uh, getting embroiled in uh, history. I think there was room for a lot of um, historical figures that maybe don't get as much play as, say, Abraham Lincoln. It seems like every time travel show or even science fiction show has to spend a minute and talk about Abraham Lincoln. He's turned up in Doctor Who. He's turned up in the Time Tunnel, in Star Trek, etc., so on. But maybe, I don't know, maybe we could learn that Alexander Hamilton really was a rapping master. In any case, I urge you to find Voyagers. It's not it's not super expensive uh, if you were to look for it on uh, Amazon. It's not available on any of the streaming services yet, which is a pity. I feel like these streaming services would be much more of a boon to mankind if they were finding really obscure nuggets to uh, to bring to us all. But in any case, I think that the program is a lot of fun, and I urge you to check it out. And if you'd like to learn more about historical figures such as Abraham Lincoln or Moses, take a visit down to your local library. After all, it's all in books. And that, of course, is quite a pleasure. For no guilty pleasures, this is little-known cartoonist Ken Holtzhauser, and I'll see you next time. Enjoy. Looking for something new and exciting in comics? Perhaps that other dynamic duo, The Quick and the Dad. It's a love letter to the DC, Marvel, Archie, and Harvey comics of my youth. Available now in print and digital from IndiePlanet.com. Within the pages of The Quick and the Dad, you will find supervillains, dad jokes, strange, exciting worlds, really goofy supervillains, and bad puns. I promise. Each issue will delight and confound you in equal measure, and it's available now in print and digital from IndiePlanet.com.